Anybody? Uh, anybody? Yeah, okay, we'll do it that way. Good evening, anybody, <laughs> and welcome to the new year of very 51 recordings of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Yeah, it's February, so I guess it's still, Cam, is it still the new year? I think you can pretty much call it the new year until it's, until, like, say, a few minutes before the uh, next year, so. Okay, so, so all this year we can call it the new year? Pretty until much, next yeah, year, think... and then, then next year's the next new year? Yeah, exactly. So 2023 will be the next new year. Exactly. Okay, we'll do we'll do it that way. All right. Um, it's another new recording of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We are the only podcast to guarantee to remain carbon neutral. Uh, I don't know how we do that, but I'm told that we do. Um, we have a little certificate here that says we are carbon neutral. I printed that, so <laughs> clearly we are. Uh, I am your vaccinated host, the Dome. I got boosted, and uh, I'm told that there will be a fourth booster, which is just going to make me sick, which is the whole point of getting the booster is not to get sick, but the booster made me sick. So I don't know. I don't know how that works. Uh, this is episode 513. Tonight is another mask-mandated semi-quarantine evening here in Area 51, and in this episode, we're going to ask the question, what's new when your hair is no longer blue? And we'll explain that in a minute. Uh, joining me in the Area 51 broadcast facility tonight at the clickbait fact-checking wheel of fish and pizza-rama help desk is Captain Cam. Uh, in the second week of promoting his new cookbook, it's pink stretchy fun and comes in an egg. Who cares what it tastes like? Uh, last week, we tried one of his recipes from Silly Putty the New Tofu. It was terrible, got to tell you. So we're not even going to try anymore. So... Captain Cam, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. It, it, you know, that's not going to help me promote. I thought the whole point of the podcast was to promote books, and then you just come on and just completely trash my book. It was I terrible. Don't. It was horrifyingly bad. It was just, 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 just. Okay, I can't. We're not going to anymore. Did you so remember that? First did of you all, re remember what? Did you remember to add the Legos? No, it's a, you didn't say anything about adding Legos to tofu. Legos. Or Silly Putty. Or was Why? It now we're going to give it crunch? Is that what you're saying? I can't remember. Was it Legos or was it Eggos? <sighs> was it, or was it, was it, you know, those, those pantyos that used to come in eggs? Egg, there we go. No, I don't think it was that. Um, Actually, I can't remember right now. Good. I'm going to have to go back remember. and look. Okay. While he's busy looking. Um, over the, over the years that we've been doing this podcast, we have what we called 
there, there's there's family, which are people that we've known for, gosh, nigh on 15, 20 years. There, there's old friends who we've known like, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And then there's new friends who are just like really cool people that we've met along the way recently. And by recently, <laughs> um, I don't know, I don't know. Sarah, are you are you recently? I'm guessing, right? I'd say a little bit recent. I'd say recent enough. <laughs> five years, five years. We've known you now. That's about right, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we 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 knew her originally as the blue-haired girl, <laughs> <laughs> and and we called her that until she grew it out and cut it off and. She's no longer the blue-haired girl. She's just a damn good writer and a lot of fun. Sarah oh. Como, uh, hey, welcome back, my dear. How are you? I am doing very well. How are you? I'm doing really cool. It was, first of all, it was great to actually see you in October. I hadn't seen you since the pandemic started, and it had been like yeah. two long years without you. And it was <laughs> really good to see you in October. It was great to see you, too at Upper Valley and, and great to reconnect and all that stuff. And you had a really good con season. Yeah, I, I really did. It went a lot better than I was actually expecting. Uh, it went really good for a lot of people. So let's talk yeah. about that for a little bit, because mm-hmm. what, what I guess for a lot of people who really didn't think it was going to be good and, and and well played out and just got better and better as it went on. How was and it? And it, I guess it went that way for you. Mm-hmm. It, it really did. It, it, it was like, it started out like, you know, the, the normal, the, the ones that I was used to. And then it just kind of grew out of this world from there. Every, every con I went to was like better than the next. So it was pretty great. It, it was. Each convention got a little bit more fun and a little bit more yeah. packed and a little bit more people coming out of their mm-hmm. pandemic shell, I guess, more than before. And it, yeah. it got to feel a little bit safer as time went on, didn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, how was it for you during the pandemic, during the, during the uh, curled up in a ball phase and then coming out of it? Um, well, I mean, I still worked because I work retail, so I, it, not a whole lot changed for me personally. Um, so it was more the lines of the same, same routine with a, just like, you know, different, different things to follow, different, uh, patterns to follow. So it, a lot of it really didn't change much for me, except with, with the exception of having to wait on doing the cons. That was the only, ex- uh, the exception for me. But you did get to do a lot more writing and a little more introspection than you normally would have because meeting people wasn't really, you know, as part of your writing wasn't really part of the equation for almost a year and a half, almost two full years. Exactly. So there was that that it was like almost losing an arm for a while there because it it was a big, a big part of, you know. I know for you, a big part of the 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 author experience, which you were just really beginning to get to, was that whole meeting the reader, meeting 
the, the people experience and you were just really starting to enjoy that mm-hmm. when the pandemic hit yeah but I mean, you know I, I think- yeah, I, but I think coming out of it, though, honestly, it gave me more of appreci- an appreciation for the people coming out of and going back into the con world. It, it gave me more of an appreciation, and I was able to see, like, visibly the people that were hungry for new literature and that were hungry for a new experience. So I feel, in a way, it made me feel grateful. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, it gave you a chance to, to do some different things as well so at the time Mm -hmm. not only were you writing Mm -hmm. but you got to make some some new connections as well yeah one of the people that you got to connect with was uh was uh katie trainer uh killarney trainer actually trainer yeah yeah (laughs) talk about how that happened and 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 where it went yeah, so Killarney and I have been friends for actually about as long as I've known you, Dom. Um, cool. So we've been friends for a while. Yeah, and we had been to uh, a Comic-Cons together. Um, well, more like only a few here and there. and But we still started connecting after, like after and in between the cons and started talking a lot. So we became pretty good friends. And it was until this past year, June of 2021 that she contacted me and said, hey, there's this really, really small uh, craft fair happening near me. And did you want to share a table? And it was the first time I had ever shared a table with any of my author friends in the area. So for me, it was a no brainer because me and Killarney got along so well. I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's have fun with it. And it was one of those events where we kind of knew going into it that craft fairs, normally you don't get a huge amount of buzz, but it was still nice because it was like just the amount of buzz we needed because we were also able to talk during that. It was like a two day event. And we, I don't even know how the conversation started, but we started talking about filming because Killarney had been in filming before um, for like the last 10 years. So she had experience and she wanted to take a different direction with her filming. And it was funny because I was in the mindset of, I want to turn my stuff into films too. But at the time, I'm like, I don't know how to say that. How do you, how do you tell somebody who's been doing this for an umpteenth amount of years that, Hey, I want to get into film too. Do you got any advice? So it was, at first I was a little in- intimidated by it, but we just started talking about like our dreams and what we wanted for our future goals and for our future. And like, I mean, as they say, the rest is history from there, but, but we started talking about what we wanted and we found out that our goals actually aligned like very much like right in sync with each other and I told her there I and we had I think it was the last day of the event we went out to lunch to our dinner together to you know celebrate the weekend even though it was kind of a small small event and we still sold some books even though that was it felt like that didn't seem to matter at that point because we had had such a good conversation together and I said you know, let's do something about these dreams. Let's let's start something. Let's call it Book Sisters Productions. And at the time that we talked about it, like in a weird way, it felt like one of those dreams that you tell your best friend when you're really little and you want and you hope that they're going to come to 
pass, but you don't know. So we were kind of still in that I don't know phase, but that all changed the more we talked about it. So it was like the more we talked about book sisters, the more it became a reality and it became even more of a reality when the film, the time travelers, it was her first science fiction comedy film, short film that she and that we also put in with association with our book sisters productions because we wanted a, a name for that we wanted to be able to say well we can now add book sisters productions was helping out with this film to kind of start ourselves off there so it wasn't until that film that it really hit us both we're like hey we might actually be able to kick this off we could probably do this so it became it, it just kind of like escalated so much and every conversation we have with each other it's like we learn more and more about each other not just you know as partners but also as really close friends and the term book sisters really certainly applies to us we're so in sync we almost finish each other's sentences at this point and it's it's been a very wonderful journey so far so you're writing books Mm-hmm. You're writing scripts. Mm-hmm. You're producing mm-hmm. movies. <laughs> and you're trying to figure out how that all fits together. And mm-hmm. you've already kind of worked together on your first movie, mm-hmm. The Time Travelers, which is this very cute little nine minute uh, <laughs> movie that's that's sitting out there on YouTube right now, which uh-huh. I've seen. And it's um very 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 interesting now one of the things that i thought was really interesting and cam is the one who figured this out cam why don't you figure out the connection for us cameron yeah oh i'm off, i'm off mute i'm trying to remember what i said to you i said a lot of things to you well there's there's a connection to another film in this And you hear crickets going off inside Cameron's head as he's going, wait a minute, what in the heck did I say? Through one of our other friends. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. And now you can... <laughs> it's like I'm sitting here going, come on, wake up, this? would you please, for God's sake. <laughs> All right. You know, I know I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be helping out here. Yes. Last um, time I so checked. You, you know, maybe I'm just dead weight. You never know, Dome. No, because I was checking out through uh, what uh, Killarney Trainer has done, and uh, she uh, also directed a, a short film with a friend of the show, a very good friend of the show, uh, Steve Lomer for, uh, for Typo Squad. Yes, yes. Which was a phenomenally fun film. Mm-hmm. So you know when when we're sitting here and we're figuring out who these people were, well, clearly we know who you are. We had no <laughs> idea who she was. Right. Until we started doing a little bit of research and we went, holy shit, she did that? And we yeah. loved that film. Yeah. <laughs> so we're thinking to ourselves, okay, somebody knows how to write, and we know who that <laughs> is. And somebody knows how to put a film together because we've seen two of her pieces of work so far. Mm-hmm. So putting the two of you together sounds like a match made in heaven. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not when sure is, about it. It's pretty much first, that. 
So when is your first project coming out that you're writing and she's directing? So we are a long-term speaking, working on uh, films that are my films, actually. So we are working on the Amber Oak series. And that was a series when I was really young. I wrote when I was Mm -hmm. about 12. Um, We're turning those into into screenplays. And I'm doing all the screenplays. And actually, we're taking both kind of a share of a lot of the work right now. So what we're doing is we are taking what we know of film to the next level and educating ourselves more in the film industry because our idea, and this is the kind of the the vision we have for Amber Oak is to make it so good that Netflix calls us to say, why isn't this on our, our streaming station? So that's the vision that we have for the Amber Oak series. And initially we wanted it to start pre-production this coming summer, but just because we have so much to do in the background for it, because it's going to be a a broader and larger project, like a feature film project, there is still a lot we have to do. So we are still going to do small things while we are working on Amber Oak in the background. We're going to be working on some short films. Um, Some of them are going to be fun. I know we're going to do one short film that's actually about us. So it will be kind of introducing people to who we actually are, not just the writer side of us, but who we are as filmmakers. And so that's going to be kind of fun what we're doing. Um, I know right now we are working kind of on the bare minimum, like we're very, we're starting at the very basic level. We're getting the equipment ready. We're getting the software ready. We're learning more about the software. I'm focusing hardcore on the editing. So I'm now able to add film editor to my list of things that I can now do. So we're learning a lot about it because it's one of those, we're, we're, we're realizing that film is one of those art forms that you're not only going to always be learning from other people, from other classes, but it's one of those growing things because it can change on a daily basis. The the knowledge of it can, especially depending on the software, because software tech is always changing. So we're trying to keep ourselves at that point where we're constantly understanding what's the latest thing coming out. Um, so it's a little, it's definitely different than writing where writing, you have the basic English language and you just basically write a story out. So, which is generally English is a very finite, this is how it is, whereas film is always changing. So we're definitely learning. Our hope is to, uh, look back into starting, Amber Baroque in the future, probably going to regroup and see where we're at learning and film wise, probably near the end of summer into fall. But we do have a newsletter where we keep everybody updated on our adventure, the new things we're learning each month. So it's more on a, that's more on a personal level. And we're also keeping notebooks to kind of like, keep our remind ourselves where where we were and now where we are now so it's kind of like a hoping one day that maybe somebody will make a documentary on us (laughs) and our adventure 
Hey, when you guys really make it big and, you know, you've gone, you know, and Netflix has made multiple series. Yeah, there probably will be somebody that's going to want to know how you guys got started. So it's a good, yes. a good idea here. Yeah. And that that newsletter is Book Sisters is straight from Book Sisters. Yeah, it's straight from our website, Brooke Sisters Productions, and it comes out on a monthly basis. And um, what we do is we kind of regroup. So we have we live like far apart from each other. We live a couple hours away from each other. So we have like Zoom meetings every once or twice a month, depending on how busy that month is. And what I'll do is I'll say, OK, well, what do we want to talk about this month? What do we learn this month? Because I feel like a lot of it right now is what are we learning and how are we growing? growing in this field. And I feel like that's exciting because like I said, we can even now, even though we still technically started, we can still look back two months ago now and be like, oh my gosh, we were, we were, we were there. Well, wow. Wow. We learned so much from just that point. And it's, um, it's one of those newsletters that also lets you know, some of the kind of the behind the scenes of Amber Oak of what we're doing, because there's a lot of things we need to keep get in place before we start Amber Oak. And it's really exciting because with Amber Oak, what I'm doing is I'm taking three factors. So three kind of storylines. So I'm taking the original series. I am taking the memories of Chronosalis, my first science fiction fantasy story. And I'm taking the prequel to Memories of Chronosalis, A Scientist Remorse. I'm combining all of them together so that by the time I get to the end of the series and I get to I get to Memories of Chronosalis, I can like merge everything together and make it all one cohesive thing. Because initially that was my hope when I was younger was to make it a cohesive series. But when I was younger, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to write. So nothing was really cohesive. And that's why I said, well, you know what? I can actually make these into, into short screenplays. I think I can do that. <laughs> well, at this point you can do whatever you want. And, and it's, as I recall, the, the Amber Oak series uh, was, was four books long. So, I mean, yeah. that, that could become, um, a series of very interesting short films because right. at least two of the books were short stories. Yeah, well, what I'm doing is also I'm taking the short stories and I'm expanding them a little bit more because when I look back at my original series and the short stories, the more I look at it, the more I'm finding that Again, I wrote them when I was 12, so I didn't have a very large concept of what a plot was. And some of the stories didn't have major plots. They were very loose plots. So I'm going back and retightening them and making them more, like I said, more cohesive. So some of these screenplays mm -hmm. are going to be like an hour, maybe a little bit more than an hour long. I mean, this this looks like great fun. So my, my, other, my other question is, is that... As you're doing this, are you still writing novels? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, so my latest novel that I'm working on is uh, his. Strangely enough, I feel like the characters in that novel are teaching me a lesson. <laughs> uh, it's the third book of my trilogy. And the character I'm writing, the main character's point of view, is the villain of the trilogy. And he is a very different character that I've ever written before. And he's actually forcing me to slow down my, from my normal crazy writer speed that I normally do. And he's actually forcing me to 
kind of sit back and take it all in, absorb it, and really get into his life and his personality. So there will be weeks where I don't write and I'm thinking about him. And then there will be days where I'm popping out 2,000 plus words a day. So it's actually doing this film is actually this this film adventure is actually helping me with taking my time. And it's teaching me also at the same time, patience and slowing down, which I mean, I it, it sounds it sounds kind of silly, but it, it's amazing how things like that can can teach you the the, the most powerful lessons, but the simplest lessons too. So, uh, yes, I am still writing. It's, uh, going a little slower than I, my normal speed, but I think it will be worth it in the end. So, so essentially what I'm saying is heroes mm-hmm. of Avalon book three mm-hmm. is coming. <laughs> it is coming. I promise. <laughs> okay, cool. Because yeah. There are those of us who are still waiting for it. Oh yes. It's okay. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> so the the more you work the more you bring on the more things come your way is what's happened yeah it it really is and it's I, I i would not be where i am in the book today were it not for this film side project honestly <laughs> create creativity begets creativity begets exactly. creativity exactly it is wonderful, absolutely wonderful to see you this busy, this happy, with <laughs> so many projects going all at the same time and going it, so great. wonderfully well. It's great. So your plans for this summer now are conventions yep. and writing. And producing. Yep. <laughs> and somewhere in there, take a breath and relax. Maybe. Well, that'll come. <laughs> <laughs> Anything new happening besides all that? Uh, no, honestly, that that's actually the newest thing that's in my life. <laughs> Sarah, I couldn't be happier for you. We couldn't Thank be you. happier for you. When we spoke in October... I could see the gleam in your eye mm-hmm. and I could see that there were things in the planning stages going on and that you were so happy with them and that yeah. things were just starting to move forward for you. Mm-hmm. And you were starting to take the deep breath and dive into the deep end of the pool. Yes. And you were ready to take <laughs> that plunge and based on where you were then and where you are now, things are going marvelously well. Yes. Uh, where you've come in that five months and where you're coming in the next year, I cannot wait to see where we are in the, I, I, in the I, next I, year. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's been wonderful talking with you. It's been great catching up. And we cannot do this once every four years. We have to do it a little little more than that. Yes. Promise me. <laughs> I think we need yeah. regular updates on this film here. You know, I think we need I think we need to schedule you in for once a year at least. Yes. 
subscribe subscribe to my newsletter man telling you well that's why i brought it up as i am a subscriber to your newsletter actually both of us are oh yeah so so perhaps next time you and Kalarna can both come on yes and we can talk some more about book sister productions i think that would be marvelous our guest tonight has been one of the younger friends of the show who's going to be around for quite some time and is going to make a great name for herself as an independent author, as an independent filmmaker, and just as a a real talent and a real force to be reckoned with. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is made possible with the support of Granite Con and Double Midnight Comics, Plastic City Comic Con, the Upper Valley Comic Expo, Dreamforge Anvil and Dreamforge Magazine, and Comic Art House. If you're looking for a great gift idea, may we suggest Sci-Fi Saturday Night's anthology My Peculiar Family, available on Amazon. The audiobook is also available on Audible. Our intro production was provided by Rob Watts. Check out all of his amazing work at robwattsonline.com. Our outro music was provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Their discography is available on Bandcamp. Thank you so much, Jojo. This is Dome saying shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. So unless it's daytime, good night, everyone. That sounds good. That sounds perfect.